You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, and I'm here with my co-host, McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing? I am great. Great to be back on another week of the Wisconsin Sports Heroes podcast. I'm stoked. Nice. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the NFC North. Now, I think as Packers fans, you know, most of us are pretty sure we're going to win the North, and it seems to be a fairly fairly consensus opinion among national media. Um, but I, there, there were some, there's some Bears fans. I, I think a couple Vikings fans talking a little trash over this past week. So I thought, you know, we could go over, go over each team and and really talk about what the what the reality is of each team situation. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, just, just broad scope. I think it's going to be a, a two team race once again, uh, Vikings and, and Packers. Um, yeah, just just as as a, as a broad spectrum. But I do think there there's a lot of. Uh, optimism with the Detroit Lions coming up too yeah yeah I, I think of the teams um and we'll, we'll touch on some stuff before we get really in depth but of the teams that you know the the moves that they've made so far I feel like if I was a Detroit Lions fan, I, pro- I would probably feel most optimistic about the way the team's going just because they have a really clear direction you can see where they're going whereas the Bears and Vikings have some more some more questions about like the, their long-term future, in my opinion. But yeah. I know, McQuaid, you wanted to touch on uh, some of the Aaron Rodgers comments from the Masters tournament, correct? Yeah, so before we get into the, the team, I thought it was just interesting, since we are talking about the trajectory of teams, um, Aaron Rodgers' comments, I'm sure you've all heard of by now, the, the end is near comments, how he cons- considers or thinks about retirement uh, all the time. I think it was, it was uh, you know, of course, there's going to be a bunch of news stories about it. We did an ar- article on it. Um, and there's a lot of fans that, that came back and, and just had the reaction of, uh, well, so what, you know, he said that before, yeah. um, or he's meant he's made comments like that before, but, but reality, anytime you have your, 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 your franchise player, your all time great possible, you know, one of the all time great Green Packers talking about retirement, in any capacity, no matter how many times he does or doesn't do it, when it happens, it's going to be a news article. It's going to be a news story. And then. On top of that, this the, the domino effect um, that he that 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 um, perpetuates, right? Are we going to keep Jordan Love, you know, for for the fifth year option? Are we going to um, commit to Jordan Love? Are we going to go a different route, try and trade Jordan Love, and and, the, and so there's a whole bunch of things that 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 uh, steamroll because of those comments. I think that there was a a clear consensus, um, I guess against most many Packers fans thought that two years, right? We had two more years with Rodgers because of his cap hit. His cap hit this year is 28 million. His cap hit next year is 31 million. Very low on the, 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 you know, top tier quarterback money. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes making over 40, Kirk Cousins, stuff like that. Right. So, um, and then after that, it jumps up to like 47, 50 million, like stuff, stuff that we're obviously not going to pay. 
So we kind of thought, you know, this year, next year is the end. But with his comments, you know, it just re restarts that conversation like, hey, you know, this could be it. This year could be it. Um, and, and if it is, what is our plan going forward with Jordan Love and, and the quarterback situation as a whole? Yeah, and I especially find that interesting because this is kind of the first time we've heard him comment about that stuff. You know, you know, people have talked about, you know, he's made these comments before, but this is the first time, to my knowledge, that he's talked about it since he re-signed on that big deal, right? Since the Packers just kind of recommitted to him for a fairly substantial period of time. So I think it, it is still significant that he still feels that way after, even after the Packers have kind of committed to him, you know, on a fairly long-term basis. Yeah, and, and you're 100% right. This is the first time. I mean, he hasn't had very many opportunities to speak publicly as it is since he signed his contract. But, yes, you're right. This is his first time since that contract that he uh, made any remarks at all about his future or about his career in general. And the first remarks that we do here are ones about, you know, how this could be it or, or it's soon to be over. Um, and then I think Packer Nation is, is I, I would say, probably like 60-40. Packer Nation does not believe in, in love. The other 40% is wait and see type of thing. So there, but there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of, of uh, question marks going forward. Um, I think that Green Bay, I don't remember the exact number, but, but Green Bay is still on the younger side of, of NFL teams as a whole. I think they're one of their, their top five or top 10 in, in the youngest teams in the league. Um, and that includes Aaron Rodgers. You know, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, that number even goes down even more. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see, there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of talent on this team, but but you only you only go as far as your quarterback takes you in this league, it's as sad as it is to say. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, speaking of quarterbacks and teams in general, uh, we're going to be talking about the NFC North rosters, as we mentioned before, and kind of how they stack up with the Packers. Um, before we do that, I just wanted to kind of do a quick rundown on what we think the weaknesses and strengths of the Packers rosters are, just because we're going to be comparing that to the other teams, so it's helpful to have a a point of reference so in my opinion I think that you know I, I like the talent that Green Bay has added at the wide receiver position I think that is still a I don't know if I would call it weak but still a, a position group that's in flux and then obviously they have some questions at tight end with Robert Tunyon coming back offensive line as well quarterback they you know they have Aaron Rodgers so should be good there um, what, what are your thoughts on the defense or offensive side of the ball uh, for the Packers? Just where are their question marks, where are their strengths? I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. I, I think that, that any fan, I think even Packers fans will, but any fan who's not a Packers fan will call the wide receiver group a weakness um, when, when a lot of us are just, you know, right now it's a big question mark. We don't really know. And then tight end as far as a, a, a receiving threat, you know, we, we saw Robert Tanyan be that that dude in 2020 when he set franchise records and then 2021, even before he got hurt, it just didn't, didn't look the same. Yeah. Um, so we, so those, those are going to be two, right. It's going to be up to the offensive line to block and to give the receivers time. It's going to be up to the running backs to get, um, you know, the defense to respect the running game and have to come up and play the running game. It's going to have to be up to Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, all of his career he's done it, but once again, make people better around him. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's going to, and it's going to feed into that. a lot of, a lot of other positions are going to have to, it feels like there's a lot of other positions are going to have to help the wide receivers be good. Um, but outside of, of, you know, wide receiver and tight end green Bay has an insanely deep roster. They have the best one, two bunch or one of the best one, two punches at running back. Yeah. They have a, a deep offensive line and they will have a even deeper offensive line when Batiari, if he starts week one or whenever he comes back, comes back and Elton Jenkins comes back probably halfway through the year. 
Um, and then, and then of course, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are the three, three of the most important positions, right? Offensive line, quarterback, and running back. And Aaron and Green Bay has has not only some of the best in the league at those positions, but they have an offensive coordinator in Adam Senevich, who is an offensive line wizard, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that they're they're set up in a, in a. I mean, obviously, wide receiver is an area of concern, but or question mark, but they have people around them that will help the wide receivers, I think. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention running back. Yeah, that's that's a definite strength. I mean, obviously, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, but then I always, I already – or I also like, you know, Patrick Taylor and um, the guy we picked up in the draft last year. I forget his name in the seventh round. Uh, he got hurt against the Cardinals. Uh, you want know, Juan Winfrey? Or no? no, no, it was uh, – who was it? We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I think it was from, let me see here. Oh, Kylan Hill. That's right. Kylan Hill. Sorry. Oh, 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 the running back. The running back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I obviously, like, I, I like all those guys, right. They've all shown, I think some, some really nice stuff. And so I'm excited to see how they perform next year. Like you said, the offensive line, you know, that's once assuming David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins to get back. I agree. That's a, that's a strength. You got to love the depth you have there. I think there's still some questions just, at this point, just with the injuries of Jenkins and Bakhtiari, just trying trying to look at those and figure those out. Um, but if they're able to come back, then yeah, that's that's an absolute strength. Um, on the defensive side, obviously defensive line that's a lot deeper. I, I feel I think it's really cool how it feels like uh, Goot has kind of taken that and turned it from kind of a weakness into a strength just over one offseason. Right, signed Jaron Reed. Got Devontae Wyatt. Uh, they were really able to keep their second-best defensive lineman in Dean Lowry. They still got Kenny Clark. TJ Slayton is hopefully going to take a job. You've got, you've got some good depth. You've got some good players on that defensive line that I'm really excited to see. 
uh, Edge. Obviously, you got Gary, you got Preston. Um, I really like uh, Enik Bari, who they added in the draft. Inside linebacker, again, in place they upgraded with uh, Quay Walker in addition to re-signing Devondre Campbell. And then the secondary, obviously, you got Jair back, you got Stokes, Rasul, Amos, Savage. There are some questions at that third safety spot, but other than that, I mean, that's that's an absolute strength as well. I mean, the defense is really, I feel like, probably the best place in order of um, – in terms of both depth and quality uh, uh, among on the Packers roster, um, it just the depth depth is definitely a concern there. I think um, just like I said, at corner edge um, third safety, but other than that, yeah, you, you got to love the place where this defensive roster is at. I think that, that, that the Packers team as a whole, right. Even considering wide receivers and tight end, the Packers team as a whole is one of the de- uh, deepest teams in the entire NFL. And that starts on the defensive side of the ball. It's, it's been a long time since we've been able to say that we have two defensive tackle that are able to start. We have two, hopefully, you know, two inside linebackers that, that would be linebacker one on most teams. Um, at every level, every level of, of the defense, we have a player who would be any team's starting player at yeah. that position, in my opinion, right? Kenny yeah, Clark, I would agree. I mean, Obviously, you got Aaron Donald, but outside of that, you can make an argument for almost any team. Jair Alexander, the way Devondre Campbell played last year, even Eric Stokes, the way he played last year. And then they got depth with Sean Gary, uh, Preston Smith, um, the other two starters that would be probably pass rusher one on most teams, which is crazy to think about. Um, so we're going to see. We're going to see this defense is one of the most complete defenses we've had in, in quite some time. Um, and that's going to be it's going to be huge for for. The, the success and how far we can take ourselves right in, in into the season. But yeah. like you said, right, there's, you know, depth plays a role The you know, the one or two areas of concern is going to be that, that, that pass rusher depth. And we'll see if Enyobare um, develops into something this year that we can rely on. And as, as, as well as, you know, that, that cornerback hybrid safety type of role, whoever, who's ever going to play that, that Chandler Sullivan type role this year. We'll see. Yeah. But those, that's really, it. that's really the only areas of, of concern or question mark on the entire defense side of the ball. Yeah, and I think that the Packers are gonna they're gonna have to depend on that defense. So it's good that they've built up that depth, right? Especially in the first half of the year as that offense uh, is kind of coalescing with the new weapons, you know, working through the offensive line injuries and a certain uncertainty there, just kind of figuring that all out. I think that if this defense can kind of carry them going into the second year with Joe Barry or under Joe Barry, then they can have a lot of success. Yep. All right, so we're going to begin our review of the NFC North with the Chicago Bears. Um, So I'm going to start, I'm going to go through some of the free agents, free agent additions they've made, the draft picks, um, and some of the players they lost. Uh, I'll include some coaching staff changes in there. I'm not going to include every move just because there would be a ton. We probably wouldn't have time to discuss it in depth. Um, but after I go through this, uh, go through the, the roster and the changes that have happened with that, I'm going to go over some of, go over the, essentially the starting depth chart and we can talk about that a little bit. Um, so starting out with the coaching changes in the coaching staff, obviously they fired Matt Nagy after last year. You got Matt Eberflus as the head coach. Um, they added, uh, obviously the quarterbacks coach, Luke Getze from green Bay as offensive coordinator, um, now Matt Everflus, he's a defensive coach. He's going to, by default, probably going to, he's, he's going to be the primary coach of the defense. They're going to kind of follow his lead. Um, I'm looking, 
I don't see a specific defensive coordinator that they added, so they may just depend on him for that. Um, but uh, in free agency, this is interesting. They actually signed Joe Thomas, formerly of the Packers, uh, in free agency or to a futures contract, looks like, at the end of last year. Um, they released Tariq Cohen. They signed uh, Larry Ogunjobi, but that was later uh, voided because of uh, an injury. Uh, they signed Justin Jones from the Chargers and then defensive end. Uh, Justin Jones is a defensive lineman. And then they signed defensive end Al Quadin Muhammad. Uh, they signed wide receiver Brian, Byron Pringle. Uh, a fullback Kari Blasengame. Center Ryan Bates. Or, I'm sorry, they. They signed him, but then he was the offer was matched. Uh, he was a restricted free agent. The offer was matched by his previous team, which I believe was the Bills. Signed Dakota Dozier. Um, they signed offensive tackle Julian Davenport. Uh, signed tight end, tight end James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, they signed Nathan Peterman, quarterback. I didn't realize they had him. Um, and then uh, they signed – let me see. I think those were the main ones. Oh, they signed uh, Dante Pettis and Tajay Sharp at wide receiver. Um, as for the free agents, they lost, they lost wide receiver and Allen Robinson to the Rams guard, James Daniels to the Steelers defensive end, Bilal Nichols to the Raiders, wide receiver, Jakeem Grant to the Browns punter, Pat O'Donnell, obvious game to the Packers corner, Artie Burns, uh, went to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, looks like those were the uh, running back. Damian Williams was the other main one. He signed with the Falcons. Um, and then in the draft, they added Kyler Gordon in the second round, cornerback out of Washington. Uh, second round, their second pick, they picked uh, safety Jaquan Brisker. Third round, they took Villas Jones, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, round five, they took Braxton Jones on offensive tackle. Second pick around five, they took Dominique Robinson and Edge out of Miami of Ohio. Then third pick around five, had Zachary Thomas, offensive tackle. Round six was Tristan Ebner, a running back out of Baylor. Second pick of round six uh, was Doug Kramer, center out of Illinois. Then round seven, pick uh, their first pick round seven was Jeter Carter, offensive tackle. Uh, third or second pick of round seven was Elijah Hicks, out of, a safety out of Cal. And then third and final pick of the draft in round seven was Trenton Gill, punter out of North Carolina State. So there's been a lot of change. Obviously, uh, I forgot to mention Khalil Mack was traded to the Chargers. Um, there's been a lot of change, right? They're switching coaching staffs. Um, they're switching defensive schemes, right? They're going more from a they're going from what was more a Fangio style three four to a a four three front that Matt Eberflus is running. And so some of their moves reflect that, right? They signed um, Al Quidi Muhammad from the Colts, where Eberflus was beforehand. I signed Justin Jones, who has been, I, I believe, a 4-3 defensive tackle for most of his career with the Chargers before Brandon Staley came there and turned it into a 3-4. Um, and then they obviously reinforced that secondary with uh, the corner and Jaquan Brisker and um, Kyler Gordon. So, yeah, they're, I, I don't know. They, their their team, I, I still feel like it's it's not gonna be able to match up to the Packers. They do have some nice pieces on the defense, right? They they added some of those guys. Um, I think defensive line depth is still a concern. Uh they just lost to Keem Hicks. He signed with the Buccaneers. Um, I believe Eddie Goldman, I forgot to mention him as well. 
I'm, I've got a bunch of tabs open, so I, I'm missing a bunch of guys. Um, yeah, Eddie Goldman is actually still a free agent. And so they lost a lot of, a lot of people along that defensive line. And so I'm still uncertain. I still kind of doubt how that defensive line will be able to hold up, even if the secondary is, you know, pretty good. And then obviously their offensive line still has a lot of, you know, a lot of people who uh, are not great on it. Wide receiver depth is not, not great. Kind of like the Packers. Um, but, uh, McQuay, just from that list, I, I read off a lot of names. What, what are your initial impressions from that? Uh, Chicago's not going to be good this year. <laughs> Straight up. Um, I mean, you, you can, you can, like you said, they, they have good pieces here and there. Uh, but I firmly believe that, that Detroit passed Chicago this year for number four in the, in the division. Um, I, I mean, you look at their, their wide receivers, the only team, the only team in the, in the division who may have a bigger question mark, a wide receiver is the Chicago Bears. They have, um, someone who, 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 you know, Darnell Mooney, right. He, he showed last year that maybe he could be a wide receiver one in this league. And, and there's, there's no slight against him for that. He's, yeah. He didn't really could be weapon, but, but beyond that, I mean, Byron Pringle, Vilas Jones, who you mentioned the rookie and then EQ St. Brown. I think he's there. Yeah, that's wide true. Right now there's, I mean, there's, and, and there's just, their offensive line doesn't have much depth. We, we saw uh, Lucas Patrick play pretty well, right, um, for stretches on their, uh, on the interior offensive line for the Packers. Um, and I think him joining uh, Chicago, he's going to be their best offensive lineman. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> like number two, but if he's definitely going to be like in conversation for their best offensive line. And he was someone that we just, we just, let go, you know, this yeah. to, the, to the difference between the two teams defense. I don't think that that much is going to change. Uh, you know, they have rookie started in safety, you know, Eddie Jackson's still there. He's good. Uh, I do like uh, Jaquan Brisker, but I think he's more of a, a run stopping safety rather than a, than a coverage safety. So I don't know if that's going to affect their pass game too much. I just, and then you have, of course, Justin Fields, you got a big question mark with him. Um, well, any team is going to, the quarterbacks, like, like I said, right. Any team is going to take you as far as the quarterback does. Um, especially when it comes to, to playoff games and meaningful games. But Chicago, um, they have a lot of holes in their team. I don't think Justin Fields is there yet. I don't know if he's going to get there, but I don't think this is his year if he does ever get there. Um, and and I just I see them – I see Detroit passing them for sure for that fourth spot in the division. I have them winning four or five games this year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough because it feels like they didn't – I mean, Bears fans, they don't they – don't, they don't like to admit this, but it feels like the bears didn't do a whole lot to help Justin Fields. I mean, I, you know, I, if I look at it from an unbiased point of view, I like some of the stuff that Justin Fields shows last year, right? His, the, his game against the Steelers was really impressive. Of course, there was also some mixed bag stuff, the game against the Browns, the game against the Buccaneers where he turned it over, took a bunch of sacks. There are definitely some issues there. He's not, I don't think he's a clear cut, like star prospect at this point, but I mean, besides Darnell Mooney, I mean, they've got Velas Jones, who was kind of a gadget guy in college. They got Byron Pringle. There's not a whole lot of weapons around it, but um, you know, Bears Bears fans like to turn that around on the Packers. But the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. They have a guy who can elevate the play of those around him. Um, they he can operate within the structure of the system. He's not going into Justin Fields is going into a new offensive coaching staff, a new offensive situation, and so he's going to have to adjust to a new system. He's going to have to do that with not a lot of help around him in terms of receivers. And then offensive line is just, they've got, I think their, their starting uh, lineup right now is Tevin Jenkins, uh, left tackle, then left guard, Cody Whitehair, center, Lucas Patrick, right guard, Dakota Dozier, 
and right tackle Larry Borum. I mean, that's not, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. I, I mean, I like, you know, Tevin Jenkins, he had some nice film coming out, but he has, he's coming off a back injury and you wonder how, how is his development going to work out with that? Well, you know, with losing a bunch of time early on, um, there's just a lot of question marks on the offense. And then, like I said, I, I think that the second, their secondary is going to be pretty nice. They got Brisker, they got Eddie Jackson, they got Jalen Johnson, who I think is a, a good corner. Um, You've got Roquan Smith, who I, I like, um, but then on their front, just their front four, I don't, they lost Khalil Mack. They lost a bunch of defensive linemen. They're adjusting again to a new system. It's just going to be, I, I'm, I'm not certain that they can, you know, if, if say the, you know, if the Packers match up with, we, with them week two, I'm not sure they're, they would be able to stop the Packers just running all over them. And it's way too early to talk about that. There could still be a bunch of additions made um, between now and then. Um, but that's just kind of my, my first impressions from, from their roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally in agreement. Uh, that them losing that defensive tackle and Akeem Hicks, and they don't really have much plan to replace him. The, the front of that defense, they may, they may have a, a couple of nice uh, edge rushers, but um, the, the, the middle of that defense, uh, uh, and they, I believe this was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Danny Trevathan, he was on the Bears last year, I believe. Uh, I think so. Um, either way, they're there, whether he was or was not, the, the center of their defense, defensive tackle, middle linebackers, no one that, that's going to stop uh, the run game of the Packers. So, yeah, their defense is a lot of holes. I don't see Chicago winning many, many games this year, like I said. Yeah, so he would, uh, Danny Trevathan was with Chicago. Um, I believe he may, he sustained an injury and Alec Ogletree was the starter for part of the year. Um, but yeah, it's, there's just a lot of question marks. You know, there's some, been some questions about whether this new regime under Matt Eberflus is going to be as committed to Justin Fields. Um, I think it's, it's just a tough situation, you know, for them from a roster planning perspective because. They've got this new coaching staff coming in and they're, they're essentially losing a year of Justin Fields' rookie contract in his development to kind of a lot of upheaval and in, in a year where they are not going to be good, to be honest. Yep, I'm, I totally agree. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then another team, uh, moving on to the next team in the division, uh, the Vikings. They're another team I think that was in that's in a little bit of turmoil, right? They re-signed Kirk Cousins, I believe, to a uh, one-year extension. Um, they made some other moves as well. Obviously the big ones, they, uh, signed Shannon Sullivan and Zedaria Smith from green Bay. Um, they lost, uh, let's see here. Lost a safety Xavier Woods. Um, they signed uh, defensive tackle Harrison Phillips from the Buffalo bills. Uh, they lost defensive tackle, Michael Pierce. Obviously they lost Dakota Dozier. We kind of already talked about him. They signed Jordan Hicks at inside linebacker. Um, then let me see what some other major moves were. They lost tight end Tyler Conklin, who was a pretty decent size of their offense last year, right? Where they went into the two tight end sets. Um, they still have Daniel Hunter. He's coming off of a back injury. So there's some questions there. Um, they still have some of their old stalwarts, Harrison Smith. I believe Anthony Barr is still on sign. So that could be a big change from last year. Um, in the draft, the major additions, I won't go over all of them like I did the bears, just cause I realized halfway through that that was kind of time consuming. Um, round one, they picked Lewis scene safety out of Georgia. Uh, round two, they picked Andrew Booth corner out of Clemson. Uh, they had another pick in round two. They got Ed Ingram, the guard out of LSU round three. They got Brian Asimosa, the linebacker out of Oklahoma. 
And those were kind of those are kind of the main ones um, as I'm looking through their moves there. So, it, oh, and obviously they, they got a whole new coaching staff, right? They they fired Mike Zimmer, who's been with him for so long. They signed or they named Kevin O'Connell the head coach. They got uh, Ed Donatel as defensive coordinator. They've got they've got a whole bunch of ex Packers coaches on their on their staff. Um, they got Mike Smith as the outside linebackers coach. Um, they got Mike Pettin as the assistant head coach. Um, obviously, there's there's a bunch of a bunch of change with them as well, just just like the Bears. Um, so, what what are your thoughts about some of the roster moves they made this year or this offseason? Uh, I think it really showed the emphasis that that they are, they were as concerned about their their defense as as you know the rest of the league tried to put on notice all year last year. Um, I think you what you mentioned what like three or four all three or four top of their picks were all defense in the draft uh, or all but one, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, they, they went out and they signed Darius Smith. They signed Shandon Sullivan from green, both from green Bay, obviously. Um, they, I mean, they're getting back. Um, Daniel Hunter, who's obviously one of the best pass rushers went healthy in the league. Uh, but I, and at the same time, they, they brought back Patrick Peterson, old man, Patrick Peterson for, for their starting quarterback spot. Um <laughs> The, their offense, we know their offense is Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, maybe Irv Smith Jr. If he can get in, uh, involved, Kirk Cousins and Delvin Cook, right? That's it. Yeah, that, that's their offense, and that's not a bad offense. There's no slight that. That's not a bad yeah, offense. Yeah, that's a lot. That's their, a lot of good stuff. Line, yeah, their offensive line seems, seems to be always um, below average, but they may be trending in a in a in a maybe not so below average um, yeah. direction. I think they're they're doing things to address the offensive line, but it's all going to come down to their defense. Their their, their secondary is by far. The biggest question mark on the team. Um, we're gonna see if Patrick Peterson can can um, not be as bad as he was last year. We're gonna, Aaron Rodgers is gonna pick Shannon Sullivan apart. Um, you know, Lewis seen. He's he's he, I think he's a great pick. He's he's a, he's a rookie. Um, you know, like most people say, mo- most rookies are bad, you know, no matter who they are. Um, I guess you, the the one exception you can make last year was was Jamar Chase. He was ridiculous. <laughs> And that's not across the board, but for the most part, rookies are bad. It's just how yeah. it is in the NFL. It takes them a few years to get to get um, you know you know to develop into something better. Um, so this year, right, immediate like impressions. I don't see Minnesota's defense being um, anything more than, than than it was last year. Um, middle middle of the pack to 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 early twenties ranking wise. It's definitely going to be their 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 uh, um, Achilles tendon when it comes to winning big games. And then you know can't always put it in Kirk Cousins' hand to win the game because we've seen how that goes. Like, it, I feel like this is going to be a game that – or this is going to be a team that wins a bunch of games that, uh, or wins a handful of games that are close, and, and they, they knock off a few good teams. But they also have their Detroit Lion games like they did last year. They, 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 they were the first defeat for the Lions all year. Uh, Green Bay plays Minnesota in Green Bay week 15, uh, and I feel like that game – will win the division for Green Bay, but not because they have like the same record and, you know, that game is for the division. I feel like the Green Bay will be a few games ahead of Minnesota and that game will put them out of reach uh, when Green Bay wins that game. Um, yeah. So Minnesota feels like that, you know, they're, they're going to be, they could be a 500 team or a plus 500 team. They always kind of have that pedigree, but there's nothing yeah. about the team that screams NFC North champions or, or, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I think that, you know, if, if some things go right, they could sneak into the playoffs with that extra, extra wild card spot. Um, their defense is going to be interesting to watch because they're switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, you 
like uh, Fangio style defense under Ed Donatel. Um, he coached under Fangio for the last couple of years. Um, I, I think their front four is it's kind of the opposite of the Bears defense a little bit. I think there's some questions in the secondary. How will Lewis seen uh, adjust? You know, is Harrison Smith going to start declining? Can Patrick Peterson, you know, play well? Um, I, I like their front four. Obviously, they got Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks, Zedarius, uh, Daniil Hunter, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips. A lot of a lot of nice pieces up there, but I, I think their secondary will definitely be a concern. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. They, I, I don't think that they'll they'll be a Super Bowl contender. They might sneak into the playoffs, like I said. But other than that, they 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 don't seem like a a serious threat to me. Yeah, and they're, they're always gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna just like the Lions, they're gonna play Green Bay tough. They might take one of the two, but they're not gonna be someone that we genuinely concerned about taking the North, uh, at least this year. Yeah. All right, and then the Detroit Lions. Uh, moving on to them, they were the uh, only one of the three teams, or, or two teams, or no, I'm sorry, three teams besides the Packers who did not have a major coaching change. Um, they re-signed uh, Tim Boyle. I uh, thought I'd include him here, um, but they also re-signed safety Tracy Walker, edge Charles Harris, wide receiver Khalif Raymond, um, uh, linebacker Alex Anzalone, uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds. They released defensive end Trey Flowers, um, and then they signed DJ Chark, corner Mike Hughes, uh, linebacker Jared Davis, safety Deshaun Elliott, Linebacker Chris Board. Those were kind of the main ones. Uh, in the draft, they added edge edge player Aiden Hutchinson, wide receiver Jamison Williams, edge Josh Pascal, and safety Kirby Joseph. And then those were kind of the main pieces through the first three rounds that I'm going to go over. Um, like I kind of mentioned at the beginning, I like where they are at just at process-wise, but I don't think that means they're going to be a good team. They still have a bunch of questions, I think, outside of Jamison Williams at wide receiver. They've still got Jared Goff as their starting quarterback. That's not a great situation to be in. You like their offensive line. You like some of their, their running back pieces at running back. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown was nice last year. TJ Hawkinson is, you know, was a good player. Um, but other than that on the offense, they're, they're definitely – the main question is at quarterback. Um, yeah, so for, for the Lions, right, like what I've said multiple times now, the team's willing to take you as far as, as the quarterback does, right? I think that the Detroit Lions are in a really, really precarious predicament, right? What they do with the quarterback position over the next year or so is really going to define where their franchise goes over the next five to ten years. Uh, and I don't – obviously, and I don't think any of us think that Jerry Goff is going to be the franchise guy or whatever. But you look at the roster. I mean, John Dresden is, is a good running back. Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark Jr., who, by the way, I love that sign. He was one of the best yeah. in the league. Jamison Williams, TJ Hawkinson. Those are four good weapons. Quintez Cephas, I'm going to shout him out because he's a Wisconsin Badger. I love Quintez Cephas. Uh, he made some, some, some pretty good plays last year for the Lions before he got hurt. Uh, they have consistently one of, one of, ranked one of the better offensive lines um, in the NFL. Frank Regnow center, Penny Sewell, the right tackle, played lights out last year. Um, but then the defense, right? So I think up front is going to be going to be pretty good. Michael Brockers yeah. and, and, and Aiden Hutchinson kind of highlight that. Uh, we'll see what happens with with the middle linebacker linebackers in general. I'm not a huge fan of Alex uh, Anzello. Yeah, me neither. Davis. And then look, going beyond that, uh, Jeff Akuda, he missed almost his whole rookie season or, or he's missed a whole bunch of time. Um, and he's going to be their their cornerback one or cornerback two 
you know, on the other side, opposite quarterback one. And he's, he's played very little, very, very little. We have no idea how good this guy is or who he is. Um, they got Mike Hughes as, as a backup cornerback. They've got, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, there, there, there's some question marks, right? But, and, but what I meant by they're in a predicament is, is they're a good team. They have good players, right? They're going to be in that kind of purgatory stop, spot where you're seven, eight wins maybe in a season, which is not going to give you a top draft pick, which is not yeah. going to be a franchise quarterback, uh, you, you know, unless you know, one follows you, obviously, you can never tell the future. Um, but also they're not a Super Bowl contender. You know what I mean? They're not gonna they're not gonna chase a championship this year. So they're not gonna tank for the number one pick again or a top two or three pick. And and if if there are some top tier quarterbacks going the next year in draft that could be their guy in the future, do they sell the farm and trade up for him? Um, or do they do they kind of roll with 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 Jared Goff for a few years until they they I don't know have one bad season and get a really really good um, draft pick? Or do they? Um, trade for Baker Mayfield like what are this team you know is gonna is gonna has potential right to, to be good to 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 make the wild card right uh but I don't think Jared Goff is that guy and I don't know where they go right now to get their guy um I get the yeah. first quarterback in this year's draft was, was taking what 20th overall or 19 whatever it was to the Pittsburgh yeah. picket so quarterbacks fall you know they do uh I mean we can talk about Jordan Love he fell to 26 and we'll see what his future is but they're just they're just in a very very precarious predicament where they where they have to hope that a quarterback falls to them in the draft, um or 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 trade for someone that that could be the franchise guy. I just you, you never really know. Yeah, and to your point, I, I kind of like some of their their roster, uh, what how their roster is constructed, especially in the trenches. Like you mentioned, the offensive line, defensive line with uh, Brockers, Hutchinson, uh, Josh Pascal, only McNeil, Le- Levi Onwuzurike. Um, but then there's obviously questions pretty much everywhere else on the defense. So uh, just to, just to finish up here, um, what, what are your predictions for like how, where each team finishes in the NFC North, you know, which team's going to finish second, third, fourth. I think we're both in agreement that the Packers are going to finish first. Yeah. I think it's going to be green Bay one. I think it's going to be Minnesota Vikings two, lions three and, and bears four. I think the only one that's going to be interchangeable is to be honest with you, the lions and, and, and the Vikings. Um, if, if the lions can, can get quality quarterback play from Jared Goff, which, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. You can't take that from the guy. He's played great. He, he, the, what was that one game against the, the, what was it the Raiders or the, or the uh, Chiefs? Where, where they put up Chiefs a few years yeah. ago, where it was like, a uh, it was like one of the greatest, you know, it was Rams Yeah. Chiefs, in, in Mexico games the last decade or whatever like 52 to four now. <laughs> like he, he can put up points. You know, he, he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's played well. I just think that a lot of the league just thinks he's past that. He, he, he's not going to be that guy anymore. And, um, you know, but but if he is, if he does prove us wrong and play well, they could easily overtake Minnesota for that that, that second spot. I think the second spot in, in the, the NFC North is going to be around eight, nine, ten wins for, for that team. Detroit Lions could easily, you know, you know, squeak out eight or nine wins in a season, I think, this year. And, and um you know, they always play Green Bay tough. They're just like yeah. you know, Iowa Hawkeyes for the Wisconsin Badgers. They always <laughs> play tough. So um, I know I, I do like the Lions and I like where they're going. I just think that that, that this whole purgatory you know, kind of situation that, that they might find themselves in may make it hard to, to get a quarterback um, of the future. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how what happens in the next year's draft and, and free agency and what have you. Because that that is the quarterback position is the last really piece for, for the Detroit Lions to start being competitive for a playoff spot. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that ranking. I think it's going to be Vikings too. Um, I think that for me, the Lions and Bears are going to be a little bit interchangeable, just depending on what happens with their quarterback and how that how that works out. Um, but w- was there anything else you wanted to talk about, McQuaid? Uh, no, I think that was it for, for this week. Sounds good. Well, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast uh, and join us again next week.